what's up everybody what's up everybody welcome to atlanta falcons nation mornings y'all probably are not even used to seeing atlanta falcons nation early 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 in the morning meaning i had to get up this morning to bring you guys our new pre-show this is our new pre-show so i'm gonna let everybody go ahead wake up you probably don't even realize we live right now it's probably like what are these folks doing <laughs> what in the world so i'm gonna let y'all go ahead and get in here good morning good up let's go see look at you hey good how you doing raymond how you doing raymond yeah go good. ahead and get on in we got um some guests in the house this is going to be our regulars for this show what's going on how you doing uncle javon what's up uncle? what's, up, what's uncle? going on how you doing um i'm gonna let y'all go ahead and get in get in we're gonna go ahead and let you know what this is all about this is the red clay sports morning show never heard of it i know you guys have not heard of us um but a lot of people been requesting a morning show and um we decided let's go ahead and give you guys a pre-show every like you guys are always been supporting us for the post shows and you know how we cut up an apple fool there but red clay sports is our morning post show right before y'all get into your college game day so we don't want to interfere with that so from now on you'll have falcons content every saturday morning with these two guys right here and along with maybe some familiar cast members that might jump in here and there but let's let me go ahead and let them introduce themselves we'll start with the top person on the right what's up man Jumpman t with twisted torch tv i'm here again Time to turn us up in the morning for the pregame show. What's good, family? What's going on? I see everybody starting to get in here. Good morning. Good morning. Y'all had your coffee? Did you have your mimosas yeah. or whatever you have in the morning for game whatever day? Whatever it takes. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. I see you, Miss Maggie, drinking. I see you. Well, so, there yeah, it is, yeah. Mr. Magnus. Mr. Magnus, the one-winged angel. Whatever you want to call me, this is what it is. I'm bringing high energy. Follow me at Mr. Magnus 11 on, on Twitter. You can follow me on Facebook, but you won't have to DM me in my Twitter for you to get my real name. I ain't putting oh, that out there right now. Oh, that's right. Don't that's right. Do that. Don't be him for his. I got my drink right here. Wake your ass up, Atlanta. Let's go. Let's that's go. That's right. That's right. This is a little new. This is a little new. I know y'all got the sleep in your eyes, but get your ass up because we're getting ready to talk about some stuff. But <laughs> the purpose of this show, though, is going to be more than just a lot of Falcons news. Um, it will be a little bit of this is basically red clay plays off of Georgia. So it's going to be we'll be talking about Hawks, Braves, you know, uh, UGA, Georgia Tech, whichever, whatever's going on in the state, we will be covering that. OK, so I definitely wanted to get in on that. Go ahead. Yeah, rise up. Rise up. Good morning. But the reason for Red Clay also is because of this gentleman right here. I'm going to show you who it is. We lost a close friend um, uh, maybe a week ago or so by the name of J-Mo. If anybody is part of Dirty Bird Nation as well as Atlanta Falcons Nation, you kind of know who this gentleman was. He was the heart. He was a diehard GA fan uh, from Columbus as well as uh, definitely a Falcons fan. And he hawks all of that. And he touched so many lives with just his uh, community. He was just funny. He was just entertainment. And 
you could never know that anything was going on with him personally. He just always wanted to make put a smile on people's face, and he was very supportive. So Red Clay Sports is kind of off playing off of his um thing, which is Red Clay all day. It's something he used to always say, Red Clay all day. So I wanted to um jump off and just get do it in honor of him, you guys. You know what I'm saying? So that's the reason for this. All right, all right. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. I'm not going to really do too much of tonight's um, topics on any news because there's really not, nothing much going on in any other sports right now other than, um, as you know, Georgia Tech postponed another week of football. So um, due to uh, COVID protocols, I guess the other team, um, the coach himself tested positive. So he's not, you know, they're not, they haven't been, I think from what I'm knowing from K-Style, I think it was like been about three weeks now that they haven't played due to this. So, you know, whatever's going on with that, we know, I don't know how they're going to survive this not being able to play, but as well as, um, you know, um, Georgia Bulldogs will be facing Mississippi State um, tonight at 730 so, you know, you know, I'm going to be watching that. I'm a Bulldogs fan myself. So we just got to see what Kirby Smart are going to be doing with that. You know, I'm not a big fan of Kirby, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see. We ain't going to get into that too much longer. I know that's a whole debate. But rise up. We that. That's right. That's right. And last but not least, I wanted to get into um, our Hawks draft picks as well so we had a couple of stars that we kind of grabbed let me go ahead and get these pictures i probably didn't even put these pictures up anyway i was going to have those set give me a one second you guys but as you know um hawks we have drafted um i'm gonna butcher his name you guys <laughs> <laughs> our six and 50th pick <laughs> I, yeah i'm gonna butcher it i'm gonna tell you that um I'm just going to say oh, on Yeka, on Yika, whatever. Y'all probably know I'm butchering that name, but um, he's a gifted athlete possessing good size, and he's about six foot nine uh, with an average wingspan and an excellent combination of quickness and leaping ability. Um, he did a lot of his scoring last season above the rim, as well as we um, also drafted at number 50, second round, uh, Skylar Mays, um, and uh, basically – He's a six foot four with a solid 205 uh, pound frame and a good length. Mays has nice size and a good, uh, he's a, for a good combo guard. So um, let me know in the comments how you feel about those draft picks. I thought I was going to have some pictures. I didn't get it set up, but you guys know what they look like. But um, basically coming out of LSU and US, I mean, U, um, USC. So um, excited about that. Ready to see what the Hawks are going to do as well. Then I'm going to go ahead and get into this last bit. Uh, I know I butchered it. Whatever. I didn't say the last name. <laughs> You'll be all right. <laughs> but um, actually, the injury report, I don't have much to talk about. That's why I didn't even really put a video up because it's really um, it's nobody that's really um, injured but the normal. Um, so it's really I think we're going to have a good staff this week. We're going to have a good, healthy team. Um, I feel like there is no reason to not do what we need to do this week. You know, there's no excuses, regardless of what quarterback we got to play against. I think the Falcons are ready, but um, the only person that's missing is Dante. You know, you already know that reason. But other than that, um, 
Ridley, he was already in practice. He's been running and, you know, doing his thing. So he's been limited and resting, but that's that's expected. But he's definitely not ruled out not to play um, this Sunday. So let's go ahead and get into it, you guys. I'm done with my little portion of the segment. Y'all can go ahead and get into the meat and potatoes. Falcons talk. All right. So um, the first thing we're going to talk about is who our secondary will match up against the Saints wide out core. So I'm looking at A.J. Terrell. Uh, this whole year he's been looking at the opportunity to go against number one receivers, and he's been getting better throughout the year. Just imagine him going up against Michael Thomas means he's going to get a lot of experience, even though Michael Thomas only does three routes. He will be able to master guarding, you know, one of the elite receivers, so the NFL says. So I'm looking forward to that matchup. I think Kendall Sheffield will be going against Emmanuel Sanders. Um, they're kind of like the same height. They both have around the same speed. And Kendall Sheffield is, is more of a shifty guy because he's used to playing in the slot. So I know they're going to move Emmanuel around, and Kendall Sheffield will be key for guarding him. Kendall, we need you to be back, though, my man. Uh, no more of that grabby stuff, man. Pay attention to your keys. Take your five steps back. You know, give them space, whatever. But guard your man like white on rice. Um, Isaiah Oliver, huh? What you what you gonna say? Let me let me chime in on that because I I I truly believe that I am sick and tired of the grabby stuff. That's why we got rid of Robert Alford. You know we don't want Robert Alford 2.0, but yeah, yeah, go ahead, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying, man. I need him to step up. Like he he did good versus Green Bay, but I haven't seen that since. You know, because he was the only good corner we had that game, as you knew. Everybody else was getting torched. He was the only one holding up in man-to-man coverage. But my next one is going to be Isaiah Oliver. I'm looking forward to Isaiah lining up against the tight end, Jared Cook. I think that would be a good matchup because Jared Cook is a little bit more slower. Isaiah Oliver has been getting better in the slot, as we've seen, as Matt Mike has uh, explained to us. So go check that film breakdown out. But, uh, yeah. Oliver is good versus bigger, you know, receivers, tight ends. And Cook has been having, like, a bad season. And, you know, normally he's really good. He hasn't been looking good this year. So I'm expecting them to, you know, feed him the ball early because he's in the middle of the field. And we both know we don't think Tatum Hill can throw the ball, you know, outside the numbers. So he's going to be attacking the middle of the field. So Isaiah Oliver and Keanu Neal, we need you to step up big time. That's all I, I got. Know, honestly, honestly, brother, like I, I believe that um, Raheem Morris has done wonders with Isaiah Oliver. Like what? It's like night and day from the beginning of the season uh, to, <laughs> to to now. And I truly believe that. Um, like I guess like this, the sky is the limit for him if he puts in the work for it. You know, and being the fact that he has that 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 size, I think he just has to play discipline. You know, we can't get down on each other or, or nothing like that. And we can't look at this as an easy win. And I, and I noticed a lot of people were saying that uh, yes, last night was like, you know, we got this. I don't I don't believe in anything that we got in, in, in this week. Anybody can get got on any given Sunday. Like if the Raiders could beat the Chiefs, then the Saints with Taysom Hill can, can beat them. If we can lose on an onside kick this year, we can get got at any time. And it just has to come down. To absolute discipline, and 
I think that's the only thing that's truly lacking with this team is focus for 60 flipping minutes. And I think that's all the Falcons fans absolutely need is for you to focus for 60 minutes. Ain't no crowd noise, nothing to distract you. There's nobody talking about your mama in the stands or nothing mm-hmm. like that. Run up against the guy, a guy across from you and knock him in his head for 60 minutes. How hard is it exactly? 60 I like minutes. That, I like that. I like that, man. It's courtesy of K Styles. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> hey, I was gonna I was gonna ask you how you feel about that. Cause some players feed off that energy. You know, like I know some players that enjoy going to away games and saying, We're gonna take the crowd out of the game, we're gonna keep scoring, we're gonna keep our foots on their neck so that fans can go go home mad and depressed. So how do you feel about players that you know feed off that energy as far as a crowd? Well, the one thing when it's all about war of uh, war of attrition and war of nutrition. And the thing is, like, when you get tired, that energy that that crowd can bring can really push you over the edge. It can improve your pass rush. It can improve your your cover skills. And that's why I wish that um, what we have in the Georgia Dome could be something similar to what they have in Kansas City or something mm. similar that they have in, in, in Pittsburgh. And stuff like we got to come out and we have to shout and root for us. I mean, the team is not bad, honestly. I just think that we're a victim of undisciplined circumstances while we're three and six. But also to let you guys know that, hey, we're still in the playoff race. We're on the bubble, but we're still there, okay? It may sound like a bunch of bullshit early in the morning, but guess what? Chicago was wet in the bed. So wake your ass up, Atlanta. We still got a shot to make the playoffs, okay, with the current team. Because everybody's saying, like, hey, you got to fix the defense. Well, guess guess what Raheem Morris has been doing for the past, what, Fixing that weeks? defense. Mm-hmm. Fixing that defense. And also, it's like he's been implementing three, four concepts. I don't know if people have been looking at this, but three, four concepts being the fact that we could never really get consistent pressure with our uh, four defensive linemen. All of a sudden, like, our, our linebackers are more aggressive. It sounds like a lot of three, four, especially with Aaron uh, uh, Bailey getting more playing time and with John Kaminsky getting more playing time, I believe that we may start coming to like a hybrid type of defense, moving people around and stuff like that and becoming more, much more aggressive, throw people off because that cover three bullshit went out like what, like in what, 2012, 2013 yeah. when people started figuring it out? <laughs> I mean, I bust a cover three on Madden all day. Yeah, cover three is too easy. Start, you know, anytime I've seen um, like any tight end that was playing against us, I was like, start your fantasy tight end against our defense. Because that's all it is. It's hitting the teams all freaking day. That's all yeah, it is. I was just going to say that, bro. It's seen <laughs> routes both sides. And then you got to you force KZ or Ricardo Allen to guess. And if you don't guess right, it's a bum play. It happens don't so much. Started, it happens bro. so don't much. Don't get me started on Allen, man. Don't, 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 don't get me started on Allen. Like, he's really making my head hurt. I used to like him. Because he's like a, a, a like a, what do you call it? like a wily vet, you know, like what these um, prognosticators call something where they have no idea what they're talking about. He's like he's like a wily veteran or something like that. But I'm just, I'm seeing the fact of he's getting beat when it comes to range. Mm. I think we have to have a free safety that has like range back there. That's what made the cover three when we were running that scheme so great. You got to have a free safety, a center fielder back there that has range. And when Raheem Morris actually touched the secondary. I mean, look what it did with Demonte KZ. He was tied for the league lead interceptions that year when he yeah. was like a DB. Cop. So, 
You can't you can't compare everybody to Earl Thomas either. You know, like Ricardo Allen, Demonte Casey doesn't have the speed of Earl Thomas. So it kind of showed you know. more so um, with our scheme compared to theirs. They had Earl Thomas and Cam Chancellor. So it's either you it's either you throw in the middle of the field or you go deep. And you're picking your poison either way. You're going to get a headshot or you're going to get an interception. And Casey can be that, but we don't have that free safety. But go ahead and go to the next one, my man. Go ahead and get into yours. All right. What we got? What we got? What we got? How can – let's see. Let me put this up here on the board. You had to click it again. You had it up. There you go. Showing good? Mm-hmm. We see it. Okay. How can the receiving core impact this Saints defense? Well, personally speaking, I think we go four deep, possibly five at uh at at receiver. I mean, let's not think that it's all about Julio and Calvin Ridley. Apparently, these guys, uh Blake and Zacchaeus can fall too. And if you think you want to sit there and lock them down, you got Hayden Hurst that could beat you too. A straight up freak that can run. I've been waiting for somebody like that. I mean, I like Hooper, and he's a glorified blocker, and he'll sit there and run a hitch route like like nobody's business. But we actually got an uh, actual tight end that could actually fly and affect the secondary. You play there, you go right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes. So I think that no matter what, and I think no matter what kind of like uh, like what kind of cover that you can throw, what kind of scheme that you can throw. There's going to be guys that can make plays. And I didn't even mention Russell Gage. The only thing I need Russell Gage to do is keep his ass on the ground. He's always trying to leap over, uh, like, the cover. I'm tired of that. Stop jumping over people. Stop trying to make the hero play and just get down. That's how we keep Jet Jones, like, you know, healthy for, like, 16 games. You know, so going back to it, it's like, yes, it's like pick your your poison. And not only that, but as soon as you key in on receivers like that, it's like we can bust Gurley up the middle, or we can, or you can get your healthy taste of Brian Hill. Oh, we got a, oh, we got a Saints fan up in here. And that just reminded what? me, we had one more Saints fan that kind of wanted to jump on and say hello, Spill. But I, I let me go ahead and summer her in. She just kind of wanted to come in and do her little ho- who that in there. But <laughs> let her in here. If she, if she, if she grown up to, to be in this fire, let her in here. <laughs> exactly. But I was well, gonna, keep going, keep going. <laughs> I was gonna say, man, Russell Gage, he needs to take the Marvin Harrison approach. When you catch the ball, fall down every <laughs> time. You are not Julio Jones. I repeat, you are not Julio Jones. You are not 6'3, 225 pounds. So when you catch the ball, fall to the ground, man. You got your 10, 15 yards. Let's let's get to the next play. And that's gonna be the best thing for him. Um, we got to see Calvin really get give um, more opportunities in the second half. Though, If you notice those games we lost, Calvin really didn't have no ops in that second half. He turned up the first two quarters, and they stopped making plays for him. We can't have that. Dirk Cutter, please keep Calvin really inside the game plan. I don't care if it's a five-yard route, a 10-yard route, 15-yard route. Keep them guessing. And don't just force Matt Ryan to only throw short routes. Like, we have to come out there throwing the ball down the field and make sure they know that we have chances to go deep on them. Not, I, don't, I don't want Jack Rabbit sitting on no routes. And Malcolm Jenkins, you know, and that's why I was also going to think is that they actually have a, a, an X-Factor back there 
with Malcolm Jenkins. I mean, say what you want about him. I mean, the guy can make plays, but he has to be challenged. That's the thing. It's like we have to stop being like too uber conservative and start just like testing food. We got the horses to do so. So it's like, why not even use it? I don't know if what what Dirk Cutter is like, what his major malfunction is, like when he'd be up there in that booth. But it's like you go, like I said, you go four or five deep at receiver. You have guys that can make plays. It's like, why not use it? Turn this into the greatest show on turf. That's the, oh, see, there's the baby goat and the true goat right there. Hey, hey, had to call it like I see it, man. They don't know yet. And the funny thing about Ridley is the fact that this is only like a small taste. Oh, is that Lattimore getting mossed? Yeah. So, so we got to attack this matchup if he plays. I know he's questionable, so we're going to see if he plays or not, though. Marshawn Lattimore is questionable. He's been questionable all year. <laughs> hey, you're right about that. <laughs> I honestly don't think that he's – I mean, he's kind of middle of the road. I think at that one time when they made – you know, when uh, they really made a run, I think they kind of like – I think it was more so of the scheme, you know, than anything. But he's been getting exposed now, so I don't know what's really been going on. But he's been he's been getting his ass whooped like, lately. And he's got he's got a beast coming his way next, you know, like tomorrow. So I mean, what he chooses to do with that, whatever. But there is one guy that I'm actually truly worried about in terms of uh, like their secondary because there's this one particular guy, and they should, and everybody should know this man. This one particular guy was always blitzing off the line. That's C.J. Garner Johnson. Oh man, you talking about last week? They. I don't know why San Francisco didn't make any adjustments, but they blitzed them off the left. They blitzed them off the right. It didn't matter. One time they blitzed them two straight times. And I was just going to say that, bro. They blitzed them two straight times. I was so disappointed. I ain't never seen Kyle look that bad. Like, he looked like he was confused, bro. Uh, I'm like, like, what is this? He would say, too, like, let Gurley run some routes, too. He's a good receiver. Yes, he is. Let him run some angle routes. Let him go, like, test those linebackers, too. It ain't like Gurley is, like, is slow, but he has to be a threat. He can't just be sitting back there. Like Zeke, you can't exactly. be sitting back there like James Conner. Mm-hmm. Like, like some sort of power back. Yes, the man can catch. Like let him. Do, I'd rather him out there catching, you know, running routes than Edo Smith. Hey, I'm not. I'm not even gonna lie to you. If you remember last year when the Rams came to Atlanta, they sent Gurley on a wheel route versus Vic Beasley, and that was called a scheme. You know what I'm saying? Like we gotta have schemes like that. Cause mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie to you. They got some. They got a front seven that's monsters, bro. Demario Davis, he is always around the play. And if you are going to sit there and leave Ty Gurley in the backfield to where he can just sit there and guess what you're going to do, it's not going to look good. I'm just, hey, just calling the spade a spade. It's not going to look good. We have to force him in coverage to make him guess what the running back is going to do. That's the only way we're going to be able to succeed because he's got, he has that eye on the field, man. He's an impact player. And we have to keep him. You know, out of all our backfield plays, because he he burns people up bad. But that's why we have to account for him and CJ Garner Johnson on every single play. And the only way that you'll be able to keep linebackers honest like that is that you have to be able to get Hayden Hurst out there. And there he is. Raymond Elder said it. What safety or linebacker on the Aints can guard Hayden Hurst? Nobody. They're gonna. They probably gonna try. They're probably gonna put Malcolm Jenkins on him though. Because Malcolm Jenkins, he, you know, he's aggressive, and he grabs a lot too. So I mean, that's the only person I see. But if Hayden Hurst gets off that that uh, coverage break, he's gonna he's gonna beat him to the to wherever the you know his route is going. He still has to guess what route he's running. 
And we got we got to use Hayden Hurst a little bit more anyway. We're not using him enough. And no, he's not. He's actually having a good year, but he could actually be having a beast year if he if he wanted to. And I think it's it goes back to Dirk Cutter in that scheme. That's all. That's all I'm saying. But also, what can for someone that's grabby like that? I think one thing they could do is use Hayden Hurst on like a double move. Yeah, with a double move and then hit the post or something like that. See, this way, if you grab him, like the refs have no choice but to throw the flat. So it can't be like some let me just go and just make a this this run a route, this run a, a out route or run a slant. No, hit him with a double move, make him make a decision. He ha- he got to get into these guys' heads. Yeah, he's not a he's not a good cover linebacker. I mean, it is what it is, you know. Yeah, I de- I definitely feel you on that, bro. Um, question: The Saints' defense is number two in the league in stopping the run. How can Todd Ger- how can Todd get more touches to make a difference? One way you'd be able to get make a difference is stop using him in vanilla ways. I mean, yes, he does have a pitch count. So does Julio. Exactly. Yes, he does have a, a bum knee. So, I mean, Julio has a bad foot. But for some reason, we scheme Julio to get touches every game. You have a guy that was a top five back about what? Like, was it last year or the, or the year before last? I don't actually... I personally do not care how he gets the ball, but let him be the receiver as well. See, you can go five deep at wide receiver, or you can go six, but somebody has to account for that running back because if not, they're going to tee off and they're going to blitz Matt Ryan all freaking day because then he's going to be in the backfield um, picking up blitz coverage like all day. You don't want that. Let him slip out on some screens. Put him out there on some – like, I, I, I like, let me do – I want some angle routes. That's what I want. Yeah. I want hey. him- with Demario Davis so that yeah. he can run out and that will open up the field for Russell Gage, for a Calvin Ridley, for a Julio Jones. But they can't yeah. just be sitting there like on like a cover two base or or like some man base and it's to be like just staring into the backfield all day. Yeah. They're gonna make a mistake here and there, you know? I'm not even gonna lie to you, man, but they got it when we do run plays, we have to do outside run scheme plays, bro. Ty Gurley, yes. every time he gets the ball, he tries to bounce it every time or he cuts back. That's that's what he's good at. He has good vision and he's good at running outside schemes. Most of his most of his good yards have been on outside runs, um, um, right in between Jake and Carpenter on the left hand side, or in between uh, Caleb McGarry and and Lindstrom. Not right in the middle of Alex Mack. You know what I'm saying on both sides. <laughs> Not right that man in the two gap in the three gap, bro. Like stop that all the way unless. Unless you just eating, like if you're not getting a push on the ball in the middle, you can't run those plays because the the center has to take on the nose tackle, then get off the nose tackle to the linebacker. And when you got fast linebackers that have good play recognition, they're not able to to get touched by linemen. Just just being honest. And like yeah. you said, we're gonna have to put him in, you know, in passes. But I'm wondering why we don't use Ito at all. Like he hasn't played; he's not injured. You know, he just hasn't had an impact this year because he got knocked out on that blitz coverage. He ain't been the same. I don't know if he ain't been the same since since like he picked up that blitz coverage and got knocked on his ass. I don't, I don't know, but he hasn't been actually used in a rotation since then. I mean, Brian. But also, we have to we have to look at it that Brian Hill has also stepped up big. So yeah, that's a fact. Like, that's a fact. If it comes up big, then your carry is not going to be what it used to be. Like plain and simple. And Brian Hill is not about to like relinquish touches to Edo Smith. I'm sorry. 
you know, get in where you fit in, maybe on special teams or something like that. But, I mean, Brian Hill is doing a hell of a job right now um, when uh, Todd Gurley has to come out for a spell or two. Yeah, I, I like Brian Hill, but I just think that ever since that fumble, you know, versus Minnesota, I can't trust him enough, you know what I'm saying? Like, if the game gets on the line, he might do some funny stuff, and I don't like that, bro. Like, he'll, he'll fumble, though. Yeah. <laughs> He's a big back. Big back shouldn't fumble. You know what I'm saying? That's why it's kind of confusing. I'm like, what is he doing fumbling? I don't, I don't like that, bro. But uh, I think he's he's a good spiel from Todd Gurley from time to time. But I, I do know we need speed in that backfield as well, though. We, well, we, we actually had speed. speed but we, let the, we let the speed guy go. We had Tevin Coleman. And we kept Devontae Freeman. So we're, we're yeah, we did have speed, you know, but – you know, I guess, you know, I mean, speed is speed will kill in this game. But, I mean, I think I would actually prefer somebody with a little bit of vision, you know, yeah. because once you and – I, and I actually like us running off the right side because me personally, right side is that nasty side, and it should be that nasty side. You know, we do have Caleb McGarry and we got Chris Lindstrom. Those two guys alone are nasty, you know, but they have to get opportunities. to, And also – what we have to do is that we have to consistently run because sometimes we get too cute. You know, right. like we want to we want to pass the ball like a little too much, and it's gonna be a dome game, no weather effect or nothing like that. Yes, Caleb Gary has to bring his a-, a game because yes, he has Cameron Jordan across from him. But we have a tight end over there too. If you want to bring Stalker in as an extra blocker, or you want to bring in some like like two uh, twenty-one personnel and have like a two tight end set, do that. But what we have to do is that we have to consistently run the ball. That's what we have to do as well. Play action. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan works very well when there's like a when he, when he has like a running game and play action. Also, it gives our defense a time to rest because I don't want to give like a, uh, an up and down thing with these Saints. Even though Taysom Hill may be playing smokescreen, I think that's complete bullshit. I don't think that. Yeah, Taysom, he's playing. Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill is gonna is gonna play, but I truly believe that it's gonna be like a two quarterback type of set thing. I think uh, Sean Payton is that arrogant, you know, like he's really that arrogant to to you know uh, to to try to win with two type of quarterbacks, especially ones that's not his true quarterback. Definitely, but yes. what, what do you feel going into your keys to victory, my brother? Oh, let me get out the paperwork. <laughs> I got a bunch of rhymes in the notebook. Let me hear what you got, my man. <laughs> All right. First and foremost, this may take a little time, but, you know, forgive me if I start preaching. First and foremost, we all know that Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas has caught more slant passes than any wide receiver in the past three years. That's why he's called Slant Thomas. Shade him if you can. Shade him to that left, shade him to that right. But he's only one running one, two, or maybe even three routes. He cannot run the, t- the entire route tree. But we need to swarm Kamara. Yes, he'll be able to get the ball to Kamara. I mean, if Taysom Hill cannot throw – passes towards like the backfield or whatever like that, then it's gonna be a problem. And G- uh, and James Winston is gonna come out. They wanna throw about a uh green pass to to Kamara, they're gonna split him out wide. I don't think it's gonna be a dumbed down game plan too much, but Kamara is the guy that they we're gonna have to stop. I mean we are saying like Michael Thomas, but I think truly I believe that Kamara is gonna be one of the keys uh to to them actually trying to beat us. I would line up Grady Jarrett across from Andrews Peak their left guard. I would keep his ass across from him all day because he was having a problem with Javon Kinlaw and the other dude, Street, uh, from uh, from the 49ers last week. He was getting yeah. his ass kicked. 
kicked. And I think I think his confidence is a little low right now. So I would line up our best guy right across from him and beat his ass all for 60 minutes. 60 minutes. I think he's dealing with an injury though, right? Their left guard, he's been injured all, all year, if I'm not mistaken, but he keeps playing. Even better. Even yeah. better. <laughs> if you want to feel you can play. If you could if you could suit up, you can play. Because nobody nobody feels sorry for us because we're three and six. No. So I mean, if you come out and get injured or whatever like that, okay, big deal. You got you got a punctured lung, okay, big deal. But the other fifty-two guys that I come out there and play, so I don't give a damn who's on there. Beat his ass for sixty minutes. That's all we need. And also, once again, um, Demario Davis must be accounted for, and C.J. Garner Johnson must be accounted for for every single play, every single play. If he's if he's lined up on 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 the left side, run to the right side because more than likely he's coming. Definitely. Like we all know that, you know, that's what they're good for. Uh, I don't know if we're gonna get a lot of left guard like uh Quentin Nelson. Those guys uh they come like one dime a dozen every lifetime, you know. Like I don't know. I think I think the only thing is like the difference with Quentin Nelson is attitude. Like if you're gonna be uh left guard, left tackle, center, right guard, right tackle, it all just have you have to be nasty. You gotta be crazy to play in the trenches. I'm not gonna lie, man. I think um, Chris Lindstrom is kind of up next in that in that tier, though. This whole year he's been balling out, man. I knew that injury last year was a setback, but he was able to sit down and watch film, watch yeah. how defensive linemen like to attack the guards, man. If, if you know where the blitz is coming and you got a, a killer like Mac and Matt Ryan calling out the scheme and where they're gonna blitz to, it's easier as a guard to know who you're picking up. And I and I saw this instance versus the Broncos last week. Um, Lindstrom was guarding one person, but they blitzed the linebacker. He get he went off his man and went to reach block to him. That gave Matt Ryan an extra second to uh, throw that touchdown. So I like how Lindstrom is looking. But um, I saw somebody in the comments talking about Caleb McGregor. Yeah, um, Caleb, you got to bring your lunch this to this time, man, because they're gonna line Cameron Jordan up there every time. And Cameron Jordan is a Falcons stopper. Anytime <laughs> Cameron Jordan makes plays, it makes it be a long night for our team, bro. I, mm -hmm. I've watched it over the years. Anytime I see this, it feels like another big play is coming. Anytime he does that, another big play is coming. We have to block him. And do not go one-on-one -on -one with Caleb McGray the whole game. Please give him some help on third down. If it's if it's over third and six, chip block to Cameron Jordan every time. Yeah, if over that, yo, you read my mind, bro. Like you really read my mind. It's like you're gonna have to chip him because for him to get like a free run, full speed at McGarry might be a problem. But I think McGarry is up for it though. I think he's up for it. This is a good test for him. But yes, we do need to have guys like we need bullies. Our front, our front five, left from left tackle to right tackle have to be some bullies. I think yeah. that the Saints can be had. I do not fear them this year. No, I, I, I'm not. I'm not. I've never been too much really worried about them. I know the game is going to be close, but with the way our team has been playing lately, it's like I I used to be concerned with games like this, you know. And yes, everybody can get got, but I think Raheem Morris is. You know, what he reminds me of when you're at a job and you have a supervisor, right? And he gets <laughs> fucking. It's always like. You know, if I was in his position, I would do something different. And I think Raheem Morris is like that. Like, Raheem Morris is like, well, I, you know, he basically stayed loyal to Dan Quinn. And he ran, you know, he ran things the way Dan Quinn would want because Dan Quinn put him on. 
I mean, they go back all the way to Hofstra, you know? Mm. Shout out to Hofstra out here in Long Island. I'm from New York City, guys, you know, if y'all didn't know. But, yeah, so he stayed loyal to that, but now he's doing things a little bit different. Even, uh, you know, Ulbrich is calling is calling the defense different. So just like, yeah, I like him. I like him, though. I like him. I do. I do. Now, I mean, I do think that we need another offensive coordinator because this ain't it. Now, I don't know where we're going to get it, but I, I don't I don't I don't like this shit at all, man. I don't like like the way he's calling plays. I don't think I think that he's good for the developing tight ends like Cameron Brayton. I mean, he was good when he when he was in Tampa Bay and Cameron Brayton had like a good, you know, like a good year or whatever like that. And uh, O.J. Howard. But outside of like developing tight ends, I don't think that he's he's a good coordinator. I don't I'm think like, he was a good coach. I'm not even gonna lie to you, bro. Like Matt Ryan's been dealing with so many offensive coordinators, bro. I'm I'm kind of hoping that he's able to get some record with Dirk Cutter to where he doesn't have to keep starting over. Like he's had what six, seven coordinators since he's been in the league. So every time he gets rhythm with him, every time he gets rhythm with the coordinator, we go back to starting over. Yeah, because that's because Matt Ryan gets offensive coordinators hired. So for all those people that says like, "Oh, Matt Ryan sucks" or whatever like that, well, how many coordinators under him has actually got a head coaching job? It's been a lot. Exactly, and so Matt Ryan gets coaches like offensive coordinators hired. Jet Jones get cornerbacks fired. <laughs> Are you talking about the three hundred yard game? <laughs> Hey, that was the field day. He should have had four touchdowns that game. Listen, and the, and the funny thing is, is that everybody knew where the ball was coming, and you still didn't stop him. Okay, um, we got we got somebody in the background. Let's go ahead and bring her in. Come on in. What's up, fellas? What's up with you? What's up with you? What's going on? How you doing? I'm great. Uh, Megan, I can't hear you. Oh, no, I didn't even say nothing yet. What's going on? <laughs> I know. I said Maggie. I can't hear. Oh, okay. Oh, I was on mute. Oh. I was on mute just talking away, and uh, I didn't realize I was on mute. But uh, I wanted to bring her in because she's the only bold Aints fan that decides. Aints fans that decide to show up. Uh, I invited all her peoples. Now, no one showed up, so appreciate you, Keish Corner. Make sure y'all follow her on YouTube, Instagram, wherever you want to find her. She's amazing, but guess what? She is an Aints fan, and this is hate week, so I wanted to give her a little moment to kind of say her spiel, get her little who that's out, because we that, we that, but talk talk. go ahead and talk your talk, girl. What's going on? Tell them about yourself. I am Keish, uh... Of course, Keisha's Corner on YouTube on Fridays. Y'all, I'm a little bit like... Anyway, so... Um, she got I the accent, am... too. <laughs> yeah, she do. She do. <laughs> She's straight New Orleans. Oh, I'm definitely from New Orleans. Um, I do have my own cosmetic line. I've been a Saints fan since way back when. So, you know, I'm over here yelling, who that? All day, every day. You but I think... Fan with bags and all that? <laughs> Use the same thing when he used to have like paper bags on the head and all that. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's that's fine though. That comes with it, you know. Apparently, y'all yeah. went to the Super Bowl and y'all blew it, but y'all still fans, you know. 
But whoa, hey, whoa, whoa, don't do that. Hey, I'm just saying. I'm just don't saying. do that now. Y'all got some game you know, boys on y'all stats now. The, it's like the thick and thin. It's the thick and thin. You know, y'all can do everything. Y'all still come like complain about that fast and that fast. Y'all tried to sue the league. <laughs> <laughs> you tried to what? Y'all tried to sue the league for that. Like y'all, y'all, yeah, yeah, y'all. I sued too. I sure would. I'm, I'm still in my feelings about that. I am. I so am. you can't be in my feelings, but you can be in your feelings. Oh, y'all can be in my feelings. Oh, okay, like, okay, okay, okay. Right, right, it's right. thick and thin. Thick and thin. That's what comes with being a fan. I'm not about to hold that against y'all. Either way, either way, I think the uh the game tomorrow is going to be interesting. No matter the record, we it's always a hard game. Oh yeah, definitely. We both were like on sixteen. We will still play like we have a Super Bowl to go win. So I'm just saying, like, so I think tomorrow's game is going to be interesting, especially being that my quarterback is injured. How do you feel um, about that? What's you know, with what, what do you feel about that? Uh, who's going to be starting? To be honest, I'm not a big fan of it. I'm not a big fan of Taysom being a starting quarterback because to me he's not a quarterback, and I'm being honest. You know, I I don't. He's good in other places, but you know you have to give him a chance. You have to trust the process and stuff. But I don't know. I'm not a big fan of it. <laughs> but we'll Did see you what happens. Did you just you say have to trust, trust the process. process. Trust the process. Like y'all trusted Dan Quinn, you know. <laughs> but that ain't go right, you know. Hey, <laughs> y'all seven and two though, so it doesn't even matter. What? Y'all seven and two, so it really don't even matter. The reason why here's why I'm saying I'm I've trusted the process. I'm trusting in my coach to see that he will make the right decision. So that's what what I mean when I say trust the process, because we Sean Payton have he has a system for everybody, you know whether it work out for you or not. One million reasons, twenty one million reasons why you have to start facing. Because this this might be Drew Brees last year, right? Like we don't know if he's I understand that. I understand that, but if you okay, so when Drew went down, right? Drew went down, mm-hmm. we put Taysom in to make a couple of plays. His first few plays I did not agree with. Mm-hmm. Cause yet here you go, you fumbling the ball. <laughs> you know? So yes, I'm frustrated, but like I said, I'm gonna trust the process. Because so you wanted yeah, no, Winston, too. so you rather have Mr. You know, you rather have him. <laughs> To eat the, I don't know about that either. So it's just yeah. like you, damn if you do, damn if you don't. So we gonna see. We can't do anything, you know. Unfortunately, all good things come to an end. You know, Drew got to right. father time. You know, I had fun. I had a damn good ball, like with Drew, through the ups and the downs, the heart attacks and everything. So, hey, it, it comes with being a Saints yeah, fan. You feel, you feel they might go after like Dak Prescott? Would that be a nice little transition for you? I'm not froze. I'm just giving you that look. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, well, let I me mean, tell you. That, that's not trash, though. You know, that's not trash. You know, I think I think you could do something with that. I mean, where are you going to go? I mean, I don't think that you're high enough to draft, like, a legit, you know, like, a heir apparent to Drew Brees. So, we'll just see who available. We'll just see who available. That's it. Cause it's hard to say. Like who 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 can you look at right now? Because uh you got 
people who out here supposed to be tanking for Clemson's quarterback. So, hey. Yeah, I'm going to leave that alone. Let me show you what you're going to be saying tomorrow, okay? From, from you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we that, we that, we that. You know, seeing under the rest, just like this, looking confused. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate you coming on because that it, it takes like a lot of bravery to. It's a lot of know. guts, but this chick right here, don't let her fool you. That one, I met her in rivalry groups. That's how mm. I met her. That's how you know that's Tonio's or Tara Artis' wife, and you know Falcons and Saints. So you know it's a. a Broken home because it's like <laughs> every week, every week they battle each other every day. So I don't know how y'all survive that, but they make it. But this one right here, she's real. I be chilling though. I be chilling in the cut. I don't talk my shit every day because, like I said, a lot of you know since we've been in groups, a lot of things has changed, Same. and I'm looking at these newbies like I can't talk with y'all because. It's in you know, it's not, ne never nothing personal when it comes to football. It's never nothing personal. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. I don't. I don't deal with it. But yeah. I got, got Saints homies too. I ain't gonna lie to you. But they know what's up when it's time. They yeah. know you, if you come for me, you better know everything because I know about your team and mine. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. That's why I said I had her on because you know we don't we don't do deal with that foolishness. We got some crazy fans on both sides of the ball, but. It's, it don't come down to that. It's all good football at the end of the day because we just fans at the end of the day. We ain't exactly we ain't putting on that uniform and getting out there and playing. So shut up, sit down, like she said. Trust the process. <laughs> don't feel for Tony. I'm reading your comment. He, we good. We good. <laughs> <laughs> we good. He get on Yo, me like get on him. <laughs> what happened? No, I said, I, yo, tell your husband you gotta hit me up on Xbox. You know, we gotta get that thing going too. Oh yeah, drop oh, them um hand, drop them um y'all tags and stuff. Go ahead, put your gamer tags down there, cause you know he he been waiting on y'all. Yeah. You know, to play. Um, you got an Xbox too? Who me? Yes, sir. Oh, look at me. I'm like me. I don't no, play Madden. <laughs> <laughs> My husband used me as practice when it comes oh, to men. He used me as practice. So, no, I'm, I'm not about to get into all that. So, yeah. <laughs> but call of duty any day. So, Matt, no. So, yeah. So, we'll see what tomorrow brings. And okay. Okay, I just girl. wish I can travel. But I know. We will next year. Uh, we're going to get together. I was definitely going to start up our meeting greets again next year. So, Falcons fans, Saints fans. If you're out there, we're going to start definitely doing some stuff. I told me and Keith was going to start that, but this pandemic just kind of shut everything down. So right. I want to get back and do that. And, you know, if your ladies want some lipstick, follow Keish Corner. And also uh, Colors by Keish. She is definitely an entrepreneur. She is making her money. She knows her football. She is the overall package of a lady. So like don't do Antonio. He got it good both ways. So. <laughs> there yeah, you yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna definitely hit you up because my girl might need some of that, so I'm definitely gonna hit you up. All right. Oh yeah, yes. tell her holla at me. I got you. I got you. Call us by Keish. I'm gonna get your um website um on in the comments, and I appreciate you being on, Miss Lady. No problem. All right, girl. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. Uh, we oh. at. <laughs> you, you, what, 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 what's going to be? 
what you oh she he already she already jumped on oh, okay all right, all right yeah she got the baby so i didn't want her to stay on too long but yeah gotcha. go ahead mm -hmm. i'm jumping off <laughs> okay um well my keys to victory is gonna be definitely keeping Matt one is keeping Matt Ryan upright first through fourth quarter make sure Cameron Jordan doesn't get a, a hold of him grab his jersey keep him up nice and clean man so he can make those passes to our star receivers the elite core um my next key to victory is keeping Tatum Hill Tayson Hill in the pocket don't let him be able to scramble Force him to throw the ball. Force our corners to jump some routes and stag on the routes. Because we seen when he threw the ball down the field, it didn't look too good. I think he threw an interception when he tried to throw the ball down the field last week or two weeks ago. I saw it. It, wasn't, it didn't look too good to me. Um, third, it goes to coaching. Expect Sean, Sean Payton to do some crazy special team plays. Be prepared for that. I don't want to see no fourth and six and they do a quick punt and get the first down. I don't want to see a block punt. Shouts out to them. That, I, that that day is still in my mind from 10, 15 years ago. I don't want to see none of that. You know? I want us to see a good game plan for 60 minutes, both sides of the football. And if we do those three things, we will come out of New Orleans, the great by you, with a victory. You know, um, to piggyback on what you said, I do believe that special teams is going to play a major factor in this. And you know how you rattle a, a quarterback in his first start? Field position. That's the thing. And I like that, bro. Uh, our rookie punter is uh, is not that bad. If he can get him in, uh, like, within the 20 and maybe get a little rattle a little, a little bit like that, maybe feel the pressure. We can get up by – let's say we get up by 10. <laughs> He's starting to feel the pressure. He may start to press a little bit more, just like what Keith said, that he came into the uh, – uh, Taysom Hill came into the game and instantly started messing up. I think he presses too much. Mm. But when he's in the flow of the game and he's not feeling that kind of pressure to do too much, that's when he makes, like, big plays. So I believe that if we can get him, like, maybe with his back up against the wall where he feels that he has to press and maybe throw that ball – there you go, throw that ball downfield. That ain't tack, is it? Nah, it's Dion. That's Dion and who? Dion and uh, Memes. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. this last week. Yeah, the few times that I seen Memes in the in the backfield. Don't get me started on that guy. <laughs> <laughs> you right about that, man. He don't be out there like that. We gotta do a better. No, no. I think, like I said, I think we gotta convert him to like outside linebacker personally. You know, I think he'll be better at that, and let him just come off the line like what we had with Vic Beasley when he when we had him not at a DN as an outside linebacker. So if he's in a stand-up position, I think he'd be able to get like a better running start and cut across that edge from a slower tackle and get to the quarterback. But if he has his hand in the ground, I don't think he does he do too well. I don't yeah, want like a like a three foot linebacker. Like how uh TJ Watt does, Von Miller. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, you're right about think. that. I do like just, that. Just don't think. Just go get the quarterback. Kind of like what a certain somebody said on the night that he was drafted. Certain guy named Tack was like, let's like go get the quarterback. Let's get the quarterback. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> so what Blackberry Rex said is one key to victory for him is secondary. Know your assignment. And it said alert. So basically he's saying like the communication. Know who your assignment is. Because yeah, they they will throw some, 
you know, some rub routes out there to try to get you confused and get guys open. This is all up. This is going to be a scheme type of game. This is not going to be a line of person up uh, across from you and just beat you like outright because Drew Brees ain't back there. So I think mm-hmm. that Sean right now, all the way until like the zero hour uh, tomorrow, is going to be scheming on ways to make this young man be successful. And it's going to be a lot of dink and dunks, you know, like up and down the field. That's why I'm saying. You know that we have to get him like like let him go 90 yards or a seven minute drive you know like all the way down the field i think that we have to do that with him also not, another like uh another key to victory would be um aggression another way to rattle a young man is to send some heat from all angles i mean i want to see tw- i want to see 22 on, like getting sent on some heat i mean this man could basically knock somebody out of the game if he wanted to and if he take a couple of hits from Keanu Neal, he ain't going to want to play no more. Mm. You already know Jameis is always in a given mood. We in the holidays right now, so he already going to be sending Christmas presents and whatnot. The guy is a walking turnover. Play, and, I mean, that's what he is. Yeah, you know, Jeff has sent Neal on some blitzes versus the Lions, on uh, versus the Panthers, you know. So blitzes can stop the run or pass, in all honesty. So that is a good idea, man, because Neil is excellent when he's in the line of scrimmage and able to just attack where he doesn't have to guess and, you know, figure out something. Just, hey, this is your key. Get right to it. That's that's what he's good at. Let's use him the way people used to use Jamal Adams. Mm, well, they still use him like that. They still use him like that, right. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, you know, he keeps us like that. Right, but I think that we need to use uh, Keanu Neal like that because I think that mm. he can get exposed in space. I mean, these heavy hitters, like even Cam Chancellor, would get exposed in space. So I believe that if he, if we could just send him like off the edge, maybe even send him off the edge on the same side as um, maybe Means, mm. and maybe send like Deion Jones who just like just overload one side, and then it's just go get him. You know, let that offensive line make a decision on who you need to block because somebody's going to come free. If you send in the seven, you want somebody's going to come free because I guarantee you the Saints are going to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, we got we got to have a QB spot though too though. We can't just send people and then drop D tackles and D ends into space because oh, no. they <laughs> cannot catch Taysom Hill. And I see I see our scheme does that like they're trying to outsmart people sometimes by mm-hmm. dropping the D end back. Bro, if the QB runs, if he if he runs over a four or five, yes. You're not going to catch him as a QB and a DNRD tackle. Stop doing that so much. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're going to blitz, just blitz. Because you can't have DNs and D tackles in space, either guarding somebody or trying to pick up somebody. Like, I don't like that at all. In the in the game, I think the way the game is now, kind of like the way basketball is, everything's wide open. Mm. You know, there's no traditional centers. It's like there's no real traditional quarterbacks anymore. It's starting to get a little phased out. Anybody could pretty much run, maybe except for, you know, Tom Brady. But everybody has a little bit of mobility to them. And just like you said, if you could run at least like a four or five or lower, then it makes no sense to drop somebody that's 300 pounds. What exactly is he going to do? That's a fact. somebody, Somebody like that is paid to do one thing. Let that man do that one thing that he's paid for. Plain and simple. What's up, Jew? Question. All right, so my next one is, what are our chances at playoffs? Ideas on the remaining games. Funny you should ask that because I actually got the schedule up right now. <laughs> um, so we got the Saints tomorrow. What do you think? Um, we could play this game right here. Uh, win or loss tomorrow. 
I call a win, thirty-four twenty. I already gave my prediction. Um, let's see. Well, against the Raiders, Raiders is uh the following week. They got almost their whole defense on COVID, so I gotta see how that <laughs> works out for them. But that game is gonna be. I'm guessing isn't that game at home? Uh, yeah, we got them at home. Okay, so that means we got back-to-back games at home versus the Raiders and Saints. Um, I don't feel like we can lose versus the Raiders because at this moment we're in the heat to where if we win a couple games, we're in the playoff race. Like, let's just be honest because Detroit's going to keep losing. Arizona should have five losses. They got lucky on the Hail Mary call. The Bears are going to keep losing. Um, we already have a tiebreaker versus the Vikings. So it's possible for us to, you know, win those games. To be honest with you, but the only losses I can see is one to Tampa Bay, I one to the Chiefs. But other than that, I don't, I don't really see losses, if, if we're going to be honest with you. Exactly. Now, just like you said, we have to just hope that the Bears keep doing what they do. Just keep doing bear things, you know, and we could possibly, you know, win this. Yeah, I actually do see us maybe – I mean, I'm a, little, I'm a little on the fence of whether or not, like, you know, we can make the playoffs. But I think we could finish strong, and I think this is going to basically save Raheem Morris's job or at least, like, get him highly considered uh, to retain uh, you, uh, Raymond Elder said, "You think Dirk's dumbass is putting up 34 against that defense?" Have you been watching, bro? He almost put up 30 versus the Bears. <laughs> like the offense isn't our question, bro. It's about we are. This is one thing I can tell you about the Atlanta Falcons for over a decade. We are good from the 20 to the 20. We get to the 20 yard line into the red zone a lot every game. It's just about a matter of putting the points on the board. And we have a couple miscues to where we chose to go for it instead of points. We would have more points in each game, in all honesty. So I don't think that's the issue. Yeah, I think I think we give the Saints a little too much credit for their defense and our offense, not enough credit as is. I mean, we got a lot of youngsters that's willing to make plays. These guys ain't scared, you know, to go out there and make plays. Blake and uh, Zacchaeus and, uh, and Gage and Hayden Hurst, like, these guys are capable, and they're rubbing off, like, whatever Julio's got is rubbing off on the rest of that receiving court. Knowledge. Knowledge, yes. Understanding routes, understanding zone concepts, seeing how guys are playing you. They know how to uh, to, to run around and sit down in the zone. These yeah. guys, and, and let's give these guys credit. They're young. Like, what, two, maybe less than three years in the league? Yeah, all in, all in the young. Yeah, so let's give these guys a little bit of credit. I'm not saying that, you know, okay, if they don't put up 34 points, okay, but we still have them winning. The mm. point is, like, we're going to score more points than them. If they don't score 34 points, okay, big deal. But we do, if um, if you pay attention to what we're saying or the keys to victory, I mean, yeah, um, my man gave you the score, right? Yeah, that's fine. But the keys to victory is not to basically put up that many points. He just basically did, like, a little prognostication. He just predicted what the score was going to be. Exactly. But I don't care if it's going to be 17 to 7, 20 to 7, you know, I don't care what it is. It's just like it's going to be a Falcons victory. You know. Yeah. All right. So um, we gave we gave our our you know scores for the upcoming. So I'm just going to promote us one more time. Subscribe to my channel, Torch to Torch TV. Subscribe to all my uh, t- social medias: Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, Twisted Torch TV. Subscribe to all the channels we got on here, man. We're cooking. I appreciate Maggie for bringing us on. It's time to start making movies, man. First time is a charm. You know that. That's right. That's right. 
I'll clean it up when y'all done. Go ahead, Magnus. Go ahead and, you know, let everybody know, you know, close it out. All right. Since uh, you guys clean the book out your ears and book out your eyes, I hope you guys are awake now. Have a blessed day. Also, I mean, yeah, we still got COVID going on right now. So go out there and, you know, protect yourself. If you have to go outside, please be careful because, yes, we do want to meet all y'all. Everybody that's watching, you want to be able to collaborate one day and talk and just get things back to normal. I mean, 2020 has actually sucked. It ain't been the same since Kobe died. Okay. So what we need oh to do is God, just like, yeah. Do whatever yeah, do whatever you need to do to be able to get through this so we can get this vaccine and be absolutely healthy. So that when we finally get back together, we get to a sense of normalcy. All right. I'm looking forward to meeting all y'all because I'm coming all the way from New York City. I'm trying to get that JetBlue sponsorship. So I can get down there. <laughs> but I'm looking to meet every one of y'all. Georgia Bulldog fans, um, Keisha's Corner, like all you 504 fans. Like I'm looking forward to all you guys, you know. Let's just do whatever we need to do to get through this. All right, guys? Mask on. That's right. So, you know me, I always come in with the cleanup. Make sure you do follow um, Twisted Torch TV. Madness, he doesn't have a channel yet, but look, he gonna get one, I'm pretty sure. He gonna be, I'm look, gonna he got, you get... saw his notebook. He ready, he ready. But this is our yeah. first official morning um, pre-show. We've been having a pre-game. Like, I know some people, some people been watching us for the post-game, and you don't, you're not even expecting us to be on this early. So I know everybody was kind of getting in late. That's all right. You're probably getting your drink on, getting ready to watch your football. So we didn't want to interrupt that. But every Saturday, same time every morning, 11 a.m. Eastern, we will be on here giving you guys the updates on the Falcons injury reports, as well as we might jump in and throw in a couple of little Georgia teams as well, Hawks, drafts, things. Whatever's happening in the A, we will be talking about it. So make sure y'all tune in to these two fellas here. You never know who else might jump in. But on that note, follow Atlanta Falcons Nation. Definitely get us to a thousand. Hey, get Twisted Torch to a thousand too. Go ahead and get over there and get him follow as well. But until the next time, you guys, this is the Red Clay Sports Show. And that has a ring to it, you guys. And we out. Peace. College football Sunday, Saturday. That's right. Get it. Get to it. Go, Georgia. <laughs>